0: Welcome to Cup Talk, I'm Nick. And as always, I'm Mason. And before we get into this episode, we want to let you know this episode is brought to you by Hockey Stops. Hockey
1: Stops. It's a local veteran-owned hockey shop in Ogden located at 4590 Harrison Boulevard, starting with a dream and a hope to give back to the community and grow the sport. Hockey Stops is a short storefront location, open seven days a week, and carries everything from gear to stickers, even training tools. They got some local coffee in there. The wide gambit. Go check it out.
0: Yeah, Hockey Stops also specializes in blade contouring and sharpening. Hockey Stops offers family and team sharpening passes. You can save money for everyone. Trust someone that will make sure you give you that edge on the ice and that edge over the competition. And Corey definitely knows his stuff with the skates.
1: Oh yeah, you get you talk any piece of a skate sharpening with Corey. There's a 10 minute conversation, you know, <laughs> on each individual part of a sharpening or part of your blade or, or whatnot. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. crazy, man. It's a masterclass. And, and
0: also today on our episode,
1: Happens we're going to be
0: we're going to have Corey on. Corey, you know,
1: he is a local, or he's, he wasn't originally from Utah, but he's been out here for a long time. He's a he serves the community in the capacity of a firefighter, full time out at Hill Air Force Base as a civilian government employee and then he's also still in the air force reserves um as i believe he does fire in the air force reserves too um but he started out as a marine he's, he's serving on both sides of the front and he's serving the community with the hockey stops and utah warriors hockey so this guy just lives to serve others great guy stay tuned for the interview i'm excited to talk to him
0: oh yeah it's gonna be a blast so mason how you been man i've been good it's
1: uh it's just been good these last couple weekends. I you know, haven't like had a whole lot that uh, scheduled that I've had to go do or things that mandatory anything, and so I've just been enjoying my time. Um, my buddy had a little birthday party last Friday for his like he was thirty two, I think, and his girlfriend set up all the like yard games out in the house. <laughs> and his uh, and uh, just you know had it like looking like a you know with the whatever cornhole and you know just looking like a little uh one of those yard setups uh kind of like what these college you know championships are you know cornhole and, <laughs> and beer game setups i don't know i'm going with this anyways we, we we played some games and just uh hanging around hanging around with the boys and then uh saturday i watched you know playing with caps great <laughs> night and uh watched some hockey and just had a good time nice. and then chilled on sunday what about you man
0: well, I mean, it was a busy week. We, uh, we got on the ice Tuesday. We got on the ice Wednesday with kids. Thursday, um, I don't think we did, or Friday. But then Saturday, we uh, went to the Maverick Center and skated. That's, and so, that's right, yeah. yeah. Jared had us out for a little skate in the Maverick Center with the kids, and it was a blast, and thanks to him for doing that for us. Um, and then, yeah, we watched the Kentucky Derby and that was fun also. And I guess, no, no, no. We skated Friday. Be we that. skated yeah, Friday. Right. We skated Friday. Yeah. Cause Kentucky Derby was Saturday. So, but I was going to say with cornhole. So, uh, Mark is in Phoenix. He went to the coyotes game on oh, Saturday yeah? night and, uh, they at their hotel. They were playing some cornhole. So I was uh, FaceTiming him. And I was making fun, I was cornholio, so I like threw my shirt over my head and like talked. To, <laughs> talk you were to, cornholio? Yeah, yeah, so me, and then Kai threw up his, over his jersey, he was wearing like, a Vegas jersey, mm-hmm. and so we talked the rest of the night with our shirts over our head. Like anteaters? Just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's solid. <laughs> that's, that's what made me think of it when you said cornhole, but yeah, just a lot of hockey, a lot of fun stuff, and... Yeah, we watched the Derby. I um, didn't win. Alice took second. So. Oh, really, Alice? We had one winner in the family.
1: And you guys, this was a random, put all the names in the hats, right, and draw yeah, horse yeah, kind yeah. of so thing. So
0: like, so like everyone throws in ten bucks, you know, and then you get one horse. And so then we put all the horses' names in the hat, shake it up, and everyone picks out. So, um, winner won like a hundred bucks. Second place was fifty. Third place was forty. So. Not bad. That's a pretty good. Yeah. So take home. So yeah, Alice won second. So she's been asking me ever since then to like go to the toy store and just blow her money. <laughs> <laughs> she, it's just naturally like
1: that's all. As soon as you get it in your hand, like when are we go into the toy store, when are we go to the store,
0: and Alice could care less about money. Like she just yeah. like she she got a bunch of money from like Easter, and then like one day she was like. Lexi stole my money I'm like no she didn't It's that money It's like wads of ones on the counter She's like that's not my like, No no no, that is your money She's like oh okay (laughs) And then I shoved it into a candle And like put the lid on it Because I was like cleaning up one day And then she just never even noticed it was gone And one day I, I was like hey Here open this candle She's like no but then I was like, "No, open it." She opened it. She's like, "Oh, there's a lot of money in it. I'm Like, it's yours. It's <laughs> your money. It's been and then, sitting there. And then just barely, I, we went to the store and she had her money, and we didn't go to. We went to Lowe's, and I was like, "There's nothing you're gonna buy at Lowe's." Mm-hmm. So, but the other day I was uh, getting Brooks out of the back seat and I saw her like money just like on the. On the bench in the back seat. Oh my gosh, Lex. <laughs> like, if it, it's
1: just like as soon as she puts it in her hand and then it's like squirrel and it's gone, huh? It just she wants it to spend lays it where it lays. Or she forgets about it. So, I mean. That's awesome. That's yeah. funny. She's definitely going to. Sounds like, you know, if she keeps it up, she can be one of those people. It's like,
0: I work to
1: live, you know, or work to play. <laughs> I don't live to work and to have exactly. money, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. It was a fun weekend. Yeah, it was a blast. And, you know, Sunday, hung out with the family and stuff. So, and here we are, Monday.
1: Doing some back, more
0: cup talk. Back at it with the cup
1: talk. And it's been a good week. Uh, well, I said, you know, there's been events happening this week, and a lot went down last week to uh, give us content to talk about. I will say it wasn't a good week for everybody that we typically <laughs> cover on this show that plays hockey.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get we'll, into that. We'll, should we start? Just, just let's just let's get, get rid of let's get, get, get right rid of the let's, let's get rid of the bad. <laughs> let's, we'll get it out of the way. Would you like the bad news or the good news first? Yeah, well, let's... let's just get rid of the bad news. So, Grizzlies played this last week and went 0 for three.
1: It was a tough weekend. Yeah, started out in uh, it was it Wednesday last Wednesday in Wichita and lost out there in a six two loss, and then went over to Tulsa and for a couple
0: games and got shut out one of the games and lost the other game. So
1: and really, really tough news to see our boy Garrett got pulled
0: if
2: yeah.
1: I had you know let let in four of seven shots and that <laughs> for that second game and in that that happens you know and like yeah. you have everybody has a bad game and and I mean they it just all in all was was a tough weekend for them and so I mean yeah they, that, that game they started out Tulsa started out with five unanswered goals which we actually watched the Grizzlies do that to Tulsa like a month ago <laughs> yeah 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 um, or four unanswered something like that and so yeah, it was tough to see. Like Garrett, he's been uh, you know, just shutting everyone down.
0: Well, well here and, here's a golden nugget. The the week actually started because he was the ECHL goalie of the week. That's right. That's so, right. So there's a positive. And he
1: did come back and play in game three and he he came in fifteen and seventeen. Yeah. and they lost two zero, but you know it. That's not the goalie's fault. When yeah, you, yeah, when you, you don't and, score
0: anything, it's yeah. not the goalie's fault. So
1: I was so I'm proud of the resilience. You know, he goes out and has has to get pulled, but he comes back in the next day and he yeah. performs just like he. You know, he stays prepped and performs just like he was preaching us when we when he was on the show. Yeah. You know, just staying ready. And so I I gotta admire him that. Um, but hey, I mean, it's a you know, these tough weeks happen. These slumps, you know, are. are Low points in the season, whatever you know, and they just got to bounce back from it. The Grizzlies have stayed very resilient all year long to this, and it's been such a competitive league. So they're they fell back behind
0: Rapid City, who they play this week. So they yeah. just got to, I mean, take some games from them. I mean, they better just you know grab their sacks and get ready to ready to play because I mean they're going to be playing four games starting today. By the time you're going to hear this podcast, it'll be today, right. um, and then tomorrow and then Friday and Saturday. So they got four games that, you know, I mean, they dropped out of the playoffs. Yeah, they're one spot loss. out right now, yep. So time to, you know, nut up or shut up. It's right.
1: They are uh, sitting five points behind Rapid City right now for that f- four spot in the West and that playoff spot. So, hey, if they can take eight points from Rapid City this week, or, you know, six of the eight, they could be right back up in the in – the, Standings there in that four spot, so it's it's time to yeah exactly we said buck up and get it done, and uh all the games are at you know 7, 10 p.m. got that new COVID sellout twenty six fifty yeah so get out there and support your Grizz
0: and tomorrow is May the fourth but there will not be a Star Wars night I, okay I so. just got the word there will not be a Star Wars night apparently COVID I mean Star yeah Wars, so no Star Wars night but hey that doesn't you can't you can dress up on your own you know you can doesn't you mean can you Star can't Wars.
1: show up in your costume yeah
0: yeah. I don't don't know if they'll let in the lightsabers and guns, but, you know.
1: Yeah, maybe not the props that uh, lead to questioning (laughs) or, you know, could freak somebody out. But, hey, I mean,
0: if you're in a bright orange
1: jumpsuit, by all means, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah. So, yeah, starts off tomorrow, goes Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. So, like we've said all year, it's good hockey. It's fast. It's fun. So, get out to the Grizzly Games. You know, hopefully we can have a couple COVID sellouts. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: The playoff push
1: and then, yeah, get that playoff push because they're coming on the tail end of the season. So, what is it? I think it goes for about another month or we so, got, so. We got,
0: like, one month less left, so, like, from today. Like, let's
1: let's all be pulling for those Grizzlies, get out there and support them, and hopefully we see uh, four wins or, you know, seven out of the eight points or something, and they get right back <laughs> in that race, you know. <laughs> we, like we're we always can, talking. We,
0: well, hopefully we're not saying four out of the eight because that's just not going to cut it against We Rapids need seven. a little more. Because if they get four... And we get four, then they're still up, you know.
1: Right. We don't want to be even with them. We need more points than them. Yeah. And and also Tulsa and KC are right behind the Grizzlies, within one or two points. Yeah. So we need to get we, we need, need to, to gain make some that ground. gap. Yeah, we so, need to create a gap again. So so
0: let's go Grizzlies, let's go.
1: Yeah. And hey Garrett, I know you're you're the you're the man. When you get back in that net, you're gonna be holding that four down again. So. I can't wait to see him get out, suit up with pads, along with Peyton Jones too. They'll both be great, and uh, let's see make it happen.
0: Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the positives in Utah. Yeah. Hockey this last weekend. So nationals were this last weekend, and Utah sent a couple teams out there.
1: They did. Yeah. And you know your affiliated program, DYC. Yeah. D U I S. No. i D C Y H J. I'm like, gosh, what am I missing here? Yeah. The the Golden Eagles, right? Yep, yep. And so, was it the 14U goes out there and takes home a bronze?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, the 14U got the bronze. Um, 16U team from Utah was the Park City Miners. Um, don't think they got any hardware. And 18Us were also an Eagles team. So, the Eagles sent two teams. So
1: Yeah, great for Davis County.
0: Yeah, and then the Lady Grizz, um, they sent their girls, the U19 team, and they took bronze also. So. Okay. And that no. was and that was the best a ladies team from Utah has ever done at nationals,
1: at that level of nationals. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I yeah. wonder. I know, like the the older women, like my mom played on the yeah, nationals yeah. team, and they, but it, it's kind of, it's a different. Yeah, it's, like I a, mean, it's USA nationals. Changed, but you know, but yeah, tier
0: one, tier two, division one. It's it's yeah. Changed. They were
1: like, I, and I'm not sure yet yeah, that they're like a senior level. You know, like they were yeah. all ladies in their 30s and stuff. So I know. I guess they,
0: yeah, this is a U19 team at the so. U19 level. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Good for them. That's yeah. really cool. So, I mean, also associated with the Lady Grizz with Lexi. So, yeah, definitely. she's been skating with them, and so, she's gonna go play next year, right? Yep, yep. That's that's the plan. It's a plan. <laughs> Maybe we'll see the
1: little Lex Van Comen at a. <laughs> Maybe she'll be, you know, rocking a, a – she'll go to nationals with two different teams one day or something, dude. Or
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so boys
1: travel team or girls team.
0: Yeah, there's definitely, you know, it's been an exciting summer so far. I mean, it's not even summer really, but, you know, I feel like it's been an exciting off season with her and definitely looking forward to the rest of it. But, yeah, congrats to the Utah teams, you know, out there. Yeah,
1: I mean, just going to these tournaments, that's awesome. And, you know, getting that exposure and representing Utah – and the communities, I don't care whether it's Park City, um, yeah, Grizzlies organization, Davis County, that's awesome to see teams going out there and, you know, taking home a trophy.
0: Yeah, and and if, you know, hopefully we can get some of these people on in the future and talk about their experience out there. Yeah. Which I think would be a, a blast to just hear, you know, how it was, like, in the trenches out there and and succeeding the way they did. And, you know, what's the future of these programs and that are succeeding, so... That's awesome. And, oh, also, uh, I mean, this is a little golden nugget, too. So, uh, my my coaching partner, Don, yeah, is now the president of DCYHA.
1: Really? He's the president?
0: Yep, yep. So, shout out to Don. and, dude, and dude we, for you, Don. And I told Don, you know, I, we were talking about there were some board, you know, openings and stuff. And I was like, can I vote you president? And yeah. he was like, I don't know. He's like, I would, I wouldn't mind being president as long as I can still skate with the kids. So that yeah. was his main goal: is to still be able to skate with the kids. So he's the president of DCYJ now, and over the Eagles also. So good for him! Yeah, so, so he's, he's gonna gonna have definitely
1: a, in both of those organizations. Yeah,
0: and he's he's a guy that just loves hockey, and he's he's more for what's what's best for the sport. So I'm really excited to see what he does with DCYJ and the Eagles. So
1: that's what, that's what we need is someone that puts the sport and the kids first. Yeah. You know, is not there to look at it as an individual accolade at all. Oh no. Or accomplishment, you know, that's yeah.
0: He's definitely the most selfless guy in the organization and I loved coaching with him and I can't wait to see what he's going to do as a president.
1: Is he going to be coaching with you next year still?
0: Um maybe we can't say yeah, that maybe we don't know <laughs> but hey either way it's up in the air right now so you know like i said it's it's going to be a long summer
1: <laughs> you know maybe old mason will have to come out and coach with nick
0: there you go so and and he's the type of guy that you know whatever happens it's going to be for the best so dude, awesome Hats good off for you to don. don so just want to give him a shout out so um where do you want to go next
1: um I mean, yeah, I guess I thought it might be worth mentioning these tryouts. We've talked about college hockey, still nothing going on. But, you know, hey, if you're a prospect, USU is still skating on 30 May, June 1st that weekend, and then the U of U is skating 12-13 May. So all you uh, high school graduates or junior-level players that are looking for that next step or another team to play for and you want to go to college, hey, and yeah, look into these tryouts. You can find all their uh, the updates on their social media pages. Um, UVU and you have already had their trial. Weber State, we haven't heard from yet. But that's all I got in the college world.
2: I yeah. Think-
0: well, I also wanted to touch on, you know, today was a big day. I mean, there was, what, 14 games on in the NHL. Oh, yeah. I mean, by the time we're listening to this, you know, it was last night. But a lot of fun. Today you had the the first place, you know, games for these nationals tournaments <clears throat> And I've seen all the winners and stuff like Lady Little Caesars was one of the lady teams. shattuck all the big names, right? You know, like and there was there was a Chicago Mission team, and they won two of the girls' divisions. So it's cool. It's cool to see that. uh, Let's see, there was a an Avalanche team from New Jersey that won. So awesome. I mean, I don't have the list of all the winners right now. So (laughs) that's that's cool. Still, still probably going on. Uh, I. I mean, that was really cool. And then also tonight is the, the start of the quarterfinals in the IHFF, IIHF um, oh, UA tournament. Yeah,
1: that's right. The, the men's, right? Yeah, because the women yeah, so, got canned.
0: And so uh, USA is playing Sweden tonight.
1: Oh, there we go. But so. they,
0: they get in in the fifth spot, but they beat Finland. They had a real surprising game where they scored with one second left in the third period. The U.S. did? Yeah, to tie it, and they went to overtime and then won it. That was their their last game in the tournament. So it was a lot of fun to watch that, you know. And so just an exciting time for hockey. Like we were talking about, like, it's been an exciting weekend. We're coming down to the end of the season.
1: Yeah. The NHL is wrapping up in just what another week, week or two. Um, It's coming right up. And then, I mean, last week we saw these uh, ACHA national championships happening um, for all these college teams out there that aren't part of the NCAA. You know, right after the NCAA Frozen Four got wrapped up, it's been an eventful, you know, last couple months of seasons getting wrapped up in national levels and worldwide, you know, world-level tournaments getting played. It's it's a lot of fun hockey to watch right now.
0: And then we're just turning around, and we're already talking about these colleges and their tryouts, and I think the Renegades, because the the Tier 1 gets the first tryouts, and then it goes down the list. So I think their tryouts are probably the first week of June or something.
1: The West Coast Renegades? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think you're right. I haven't looked it up, but yeah, that, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, if you're a young, local kid in that, is it, I think they're out of the Salt Lake, or maybe they're out of Park City they're Salt Lake?
0: The Oval as well. The what Oval, no, they're there. Oval, yeah, yeah, they're
1: Oval full-time, so yeah, if you're down in that area, you know, I'm sure you, you have social media pages too, and and websites, but yeah, the, the West Coast Renegades trials coming up.
0: So, and then, you know, Eagles and everyone else will follow suit behind them, so yeah, definitely exciting. It's always like as soon as it ends, it sounds like it's just starting over, like just like men's league. You know, people always ask me like, "Hey, you know, do you play year round?" And you're like, "Well, you know, we we play, and then we take like a month off, and then we start another season. So we pretty much play year round." <laughs> right.
1: It looks like it's uh yeah west coast, west coast Renegades dot com June five and six oh. for the fourteen, sixteen, and eighteen. Yeah. West Coast Renegades. So, I mean, yeah, if you're a prospect looking to play at that level, you know whether you've been, or you're, you know, DCYHA, you want to go try your hand at that, in that yeah. organization or whatnot, yeah.
0: And then, like we said, all the other teams will follow suit. But, well, so do you want to kick it over to the interview? with yeah, uh, Corey? Let's, let's talk to this great guy, Corey. All right, today on the podcast, we got local hockey shop owner and sponsor of the podcast, Hockey Stops own. Corey
1: Corey the only the one consistent sponsor of the show who currently (laughs) also is uh, working as a firefighter at Hill Air Force Base on the civilian side and is in the air reserves as well as owns yeah like we said hockey stops and runs Utah Warriors hockey guy that wears a lot of hats how you
3: doing Corey we're good thanks for having me
0: it's a pleasure to have you so how, how you been how's the hockey shop going
3: Yeah, well, we just finished up eight months with the shop. Um, Pretty surprisingly in regards to what um, we were able to achieve. Uh, Just talked with Warrior Hockey last week. So we'll be signing with them. So we'll be a dealer for their organization and their products. Um, We were a little hit and miss on what we could and couldn't get from different organizations that we were getting wholesale from. So um, coming consistent with a big-name company like that, I think it's going to help our community obviously, and it's going to help business.
0: Yeah. Warrior puts out some good stuff and they got a wide variety of just about everything. So that's awesome.
3: Yeah. Warrior is one of those ones, which you don't know. I mean, obviously their main organization is run out of the one of of North America, but they uh, produce a majority of their product out of Tijuana. So they're actually a Northern American company. Whereas there are other people with their competitors are getting their stuff made over in China. So it's kind of unique.
1: I had no idea that they actually made them in Tijuana, but it, I, it, I just know the stick, you know, the Mac daddy, the sticks have come a long <laughs> way. I feel like the warrior gloves are kind of creeping up into the, the realm of really, you know, um, highly coveted. The sticks have always been pretty good, but anyway, sorry, Nick, I kind of no, mean to no, no, no.
0: So I I use the or goalie stick for a, like probably seven or eight years, and honestly, it was my go-to, but it was made in Finland. It said yeah, in
3: i the Yeah, I actually have one of those at the shop right now.
0: Yeah, so like, I mean, Warrior makes a pretty good goalie stick.
3: Yeah, they've been doing well, and then obviously, uh, well, I'm I'm, I'm a rep for for Barrow Hockey also. One of those. It's been around for a while, but it's always rebranding, remaking itself. With uh, Andy Sutton out of the Islanders, he played a few seasons out there with them. And I'm going to go out to Tennessee at the end of the month. We're going to meet up, do a couple sit downs, and then he's also going to throw some stuff at the uh, the Armed Services Hockey Association. Is having a tournament out there. They said the the Predators are going to be there. We're at their practice rink, so a couple of their guys are going to come over. Hopefully, drink a couple beers with us, and then, uh, yeah. And have Andy out there and, and get up some FaceTime with him because I've personally not met him. But, yeah, when uh, you work for somebody, which is really what you learn in, in, in any type of business, even though you may own a company, you work for everybody <laughs> that comes through that <laughs> door.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's true. They have multi, many bosses, depending on the day. But that, that's pretty cool. Look at you name-dropping NHL players. Just like, yeah, I'm going to go have a couple beers with uh, <laughs> so-and-so and talk, talk hockey. You said well, I mean- barrel hockey?
3: V- Verbaro. Ver- okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I've,
3: I've, I've seen yeah, their stuff.
0: They- and so it, look, it looks like decent stuff. Apparently, they've they, they more pushed the quality over the quantity kind of stuff. That's kind of their, their background, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. He's making one style of stick, uh, which is coming in at 349 grams. Extremely light with an 18K wrap. So 18,000 wraps of carbon fiber to create that. So that's a really good stick, uh, durability wise. Obviously made for any of those players up in the NHL level. Um, but, yeah, again, when you're coming in, that, that's such a, such a light stick. Any child or adult can feel completely comfortable in handling that thing. But, yeah, it, it's awesome. I mean, if we went back to name dropping that, ran over Yager with his damn that's my claim to fame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you
3: ran
1: that's over Yager? Right. I think you were telling us when I was in the shop. Yeah, let's, let's,
3: yeah. Talk about let's that hear this again.
0: story. Let's hear it.
3: Yeah, I was uh, back in Pittsburgh at the uh, Penguins practice rink. And um, Yager's out there showboating while I'm cutting the ice. And, you know, 16-year-old kid didn't know anything from a hole in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this cat jumps on the ice. And You know, he was new. You know, he was uh, up and coming. And all his check handlers were out there on the on the side. And he's waving to all the ladies just skating backwards. And if you've ever driven a Zamboni, you, you don't get off your lines. So right. I'm slowing up, skating, skating. And I'm like, you need to watch out. And yeah, I ran him over. <laughs> and but he, he got up. You know, I just kept going. He, he got up and he just waved at me and was like nothing. And uh, and then the reason that, that always comes up here was I was talking to Bobby Hollick from uh, Detroit and the Rangers. He had, what, 19 years, five Stanley Cups or something. He's up in Jackson Hole. And he was down at the shop and I'm like, who are you? Where are you from? And then after the introductions got through, I'm like, oh, do you know Yager? And he goes, yeah, I was just talking to him last week. And I said, well, next time you talk to him, ask him if he remembers the kid on the Zamboni in Pittsburgh that ran him over. You know? <laughs> and he actually like, remembered that happened. And I said, that was pretty cool. Like somebody... You know, that deep into hockey and travel the world can still remember the one little kid that ran him over. Oh,
0: that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, that, sounds that like stick. yeah, sounds like Jagger hasn't changed. You know, still to the ladies, and uh, you know, <laughs> nothing's keeping him down.
1: You know, from the oh, sounds yeah. of it, now I don't think he could hold up after another one of those hits these days. You know, you hit him with a Zam, he might be out for a, a couple games. I have to take
3: a break. <laughs>
0: i saw he, i saw just barely that he's 49 and he just finished his pro like pro season in czech is where he's playing right now and he says he's coming back next year so he's 49 he's coming back next year so yeah
1: i didn't know he was part he's like a big owner in that team and so he's like if i leave a lot of the sponsors leave so i feel obligated and they won their <laughs> their tier two league or whatever so they're yeah. moving up into the top league and it's like oh my gosh this 33 year career just going strong I, I don't know it seems like his gas tank never gets empty
3: well if you've ever seen his workouts on any of the youtubes or what have you he works out like an animal mm. i mean you know he's just he's just full tilt 100 percent, all the way and, he, and like you know like he said really what comes down to hockey i'll stop playing when it stops being fun for me and i think if every one of us play hockey especially at our older ages you know there's some 60, 70 year old cats that i skate with on adult lake and Obviously, they're there because it's awesome. Yeah, That's really, right? Why, you know, we're all in it, all in this, and the same reason you guys are doing what you do.
0: Yeah, it's definitely we do it because it's fun and we enjoy it, and you know, we all love the game. And let's uh, let's hear a little bit more about your background. You know, and how you, did you? Were you a fast, first generation hockey player, or did your dad play? Or yep.
3: no, none of my family played. So, uh, and now my son is the only one who kind of, he, he plays adult, he played uh, with me, we just played last night, he got oh, cool. three or four years with NUI, the Northern Utah Independent Group, and then just graduated last year, yeah, first beer league season, so it was pretty neat.
2: Nice. Yeah, I
3: saw our first shift out, I saw my pass right across the goal, and he buried it, and it was, you know, it was one of those dad moments that probably many people won't ever have, but. I don't even know he realized how cool that shit was, but yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but for you, yeah, that's
1: like that's some um, that's like kind of an impactful mo- impactful moment, or just kind of seeing it all come together and a culminating event for you. But it's, it's funny those moments that when you're in it, you know, there may be only be one person that realizes how special that is, and you think back to it and you're like that was that was a cool moment though, you know. And, and yeah, it's definitely. always fun when you can do Pat, you know, mom, dad, dad, son, all that.
3: Right. Right. Yeah, when I started, I I was I was actually talking to a couple of the customers that come in, and we're discussing the uh, the new Mighty Ducks kind of series that they're running. <laughs> yeah, game changing. You know, it, it it's funny, you know, and then you think back to like the first time I, I was 15 when that thing came out, and I obviously went to the movies and saw it as a kid. And uh, they built they built the rink over in uh, where I was working next to the I was working at Burger King. And I was like, I want to learn how to skate. So I grabbed these cheap ass skates, went over and I said, Hey, you guys got a job. And they're like, do you know how to skate? And I said, Nope. They're like, do you play? I like, Nope. He goes, what can you do? I go, I can clean the ice and beat people up. That's as good as I get, man. <laughs> so they gave me a job the next week. So yeah, it went down and I, you know, worked at that rink for three and a half years. Um, Two years in, I made the junior C team, which is pretty garbage in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> but for still a kid, yeah, we went to nationals out in Seattle, um, so that was fun. And then made the junior penguin team, which was their B league. So I guess what you would compare to our Mustangs up here. And I never actually got past. I did the tryouts. Um, coach had we had like three minutes left. Coach goes. You know why you're here, bro? He's like, "So if you want to make this team, you got to do what you got to do." <laughs> Which man? So, yeah. Popped the dude over fixed, into the huh? yeah. Went after him into the, in the bench and then ripped him back outside and we had a little skirmish and then that was it. Made the team and then two weeks later, I'm like, "Nah, I'm a fighter. I'm going to join the Marine Corps, and join the Marines, and left."
1: There we go. Simplified, huh?
3: <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. Ended up over in Hawaii, played uh, roller hockey on Pearl Harbor. That's one thing that many people won't be able to say. So that was pretty cool.
1: Oh, that'd be a lot then, of fun. And
3: then, yeah. Back then I came, uh, came to Utah after a couple tours, and then, yeah, we're good to go.
1: Wow. What brought you to Utah from all that?
3: So being a firefighter with the Marines, um, went home. My dad had a construction company, and, you know, when you're a younger individual with a lot of testosterone and a really good attitude, you think, you know, everything. And uh, so I was planning on just taking the business over. So I come back from making, Naturally. you know, yeah, normal Marine pay. And then my dad puts me in check. So I'm making like 15,000 a year. I got two kids living in an apartment on his property and uh, then nine 11 happened and we're up on a roof going to town and one of the my old man kicked the uh kicked the radio off the roof because we were playing it too loud in the morning so you know the twin towers and everything dropped that day and we found out at about two o'clock in the afternoon when the gentleman downstairs came out and was like why are you guys still here? Don't you know what happened and we're like no we have no idea <laughs> and, you know being just out of the poor you know I'm like what's up So he tells us and you know, it was a quiet ride home on that in the truck. I'm just thinking I got to go back, yeah, get back in. Happening, happening. Yeah. And then that night, one of my guys out here in Utah, he uh, gave me a call and he said, hey, we got a job coming up in about a year, give or take. But if you want it, it's yours. Just get busy. All right. So, yeah. So, two days short of a year to the day, I was out here working fire again.
1: Wow. What a crazy turn of events. Huh? Right after 9-11, you get a job in Utah. So now that you say that, though, and bring the story, did I get this wrong? I was thinking that you're Air Force Reserve now. Are you actually Marine Reserves?
3: No, so I'm Air Force Reserve now. Okay. Yeah. Seven knee surgeries don't allow me to do that Marine running anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And nobody got time for that, you know, three-miler.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's a lot, just a warm-up, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, no, I switched over to the Air Force Reserve, uh, and I got... I think I'm at year twenty three or something, so I got two more on my enlistment. I retire and not then be uh, doing normal stuff like a regular adult. I think. <laughs> Good for you.
1: Will you be uh, still going on the the fire side? Where you are at now, too? Civilian. Yeah.
3: So I'll be a DoD civilian for at least five more years, but I can stay until age fifty seven, which then is a mandatory retirement. So that's, uh, you know, any of you kids out there that want to know how to make a lot of money and do really cool stuff, talk to me. <laughs> you know, after retired 57, given we work 72-hour weeks, you know, and a normal person works a 40, so yeah. they, they do it paid by magic people, and yeah, that's how they figure that out.
1: Okay. Nice. So you guys do three straight? Is that what you're doing now for
3: five? So we do, we, yeah, we do two on, two off, or two on, three off, two on, three off, two on, two off. So, like, we'll oh, have a okay. long week. And as long as you work six days in, for six out of the 14 days, you get your numbers, you're good to go. Okay. So, that's yeah, what it's what you're for. Thing.
1: <laughs> Interesting so, yeah. way to do it.
0: So, Unless you, you get in, like. So, you, how, how long have you been in Utah then? You said 23 years?
3: So I, got, uh, I got to Utah in 2002. So, it'd be uh, 19 years. Yeah. And then uh, joined the yeah joined the Marines back in '96, so it's been a long time.
0: Nice, and and then you started the Utah Warriors.
3: So I picked up the Utah Warriors. Um, our team was established, but we just had a couple little hiccups here and there. And you know, when you're running anything, there's life. And then there's everything else that's going on, and then you're trying to do some really good stuff for some people. And you know, tonight we're gonna to have a meeting, and Brett Brett he's running for vice president, and I'm running for president. We have some we have some opponents, you know, which are still great cats. And whether they get elected or I get elected, it's fine. But you know, to bring what what Brett had brought up, which came from another individual um, through the VFW. A gentleman was out in, I think it was Minnesota, he was saying, came across whatever at a BFW group group thing and was talking about military, Utah, uh, Minnesota Warriors hockey and how USA hockey was getting involved in it. And he just kind of made a phone call and said, hey, who do you know? And that guy contacted Brett. He got into it. Then Brett and I were talking one day and he was just, he was smoked. You know, you had a... He was running this thing for five years, just him and his wife, at least five. And was like, dude, I just, I'm tired. I need to show up skate. Um, And I'm like, okay. I said, I'll take it for a minute. Um, So I've had it for two years now. COVID really gave us a big old kick in the butt last year. But, you know, we're going to get reorganized this year, get back on track. Um, We got our guys going to Tennessee you'll see them at all the Grizzly games or as many Grizzly games as we can get our guys to get to, you know, cause again, everybody's living lives. Right. And, uh, yeah. So we're just getting out there. We're raising funds. Again, some of it goes to our people for help help them with transportation or what have you, um, to some of these events, or, you know, we've got a lot of stuff on the outside, like even with, um, like what we do with the guns and hoses charity, which I also am president help out there with um you know we give back to the utah burn camp we give back to all the 501s that are police fire military oriented and then we also have to have some cash on the side because sometimes people need stuff um and you know we get phone calls in the middle of the night some of our guys just need to talk some of our guys are you know talking to the bottle yeah yeah it gets rough so i I try not to talk about that one because it just it it irks me like you know with one of our guys with the igy 622 brian hellblock he runs the podcast and and that cat's doing good stuff for people i can't say he; i don't know i'm assuming he's probably saved more than a few just having conversations um but yeah he's one of our guys and he'll always be one of us and he's going out to tennessee i just saw him the other day He put him on his of skates again so he's all tuned up but yeah i just you know so many there's so many good people out there trying to do the right thing for the good reasons because um, it's not about the money and it's not about all that other stuff it's about your families it's about your friends you know the military people who are your family my firefighter people who are my family that's just how it is i probably got one of the biggest families in the world
0: that's awesome you guys are doing those things for people that you know like it's not you know what everyone knows about the Warriors, but it's really what's what it's all about and what's going on behind the scenes that really makes that a special organization, it sounds like.
3: Yep, that's exactly where we try to do. Um and again, just getting the word out to people. Um I always anytime I can see some you know, there's a reason, let's say this much. When you see those older cats wearing, you know, their their desert storm hats or their veteran hats or their Vietnam hats I always ask them questions like, because they're, I think subliminally they're looking for somebody to engage them. And if yeah. somebody can see that, and I, and again, you know, a normal person would be like, Oh, you know, that's just a military guy or whatever. But that, you know, at one we've come across more than a few, even at the Grizzly games where I've sat the guy's wife's coming over like, Hey, we've been sitting down here for an hour and you, and our popcorn's cold. And the guy's like, I go, you just need to talk that yeah, he needs to talk yeah. with somebody. That, you know. So, so we get him involved and, and then, you know, give him an opportunity to talk and get out there with our people. And, you know, like-minded individuals, you can be who you are. And, you know, we take off the, the knit gloves and the, and all the, uh, whatever you want to call it, the PR stuff and all the proper stuff and just be military. Let them get back to who they are as people in a locker room or who they are as people when they were out in the field and just, just be real for a minute. Cause, sometimes in America and around this country, we can't just be who we are and just, you know, get down to the nitty gritty and, and say what we need to say. Just to get it out. You got to go to therapy and pay somebody that, that gets expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I do think that's a weird thing that, and I, I kind of talk about my I'm, I'm podcasting with my wife, but like the people just need to like, listen to people. And why don't we just listen to each other and like share our experiences, you know? And, and it seems like it's gotta be this like, in you know intense moment where we feel vulnerable and we feel like we can open up to people but why is that not something we can just do on a daily basis with each other and just be okay with it that, that we're all not okay in some you know aspect of our life but those things don't need to make us who we are like we are ourselves and so i mean and it's cool that you guys can do that by connecting on hockey and that's usually how you can kind of get people to open up is connecting on a different level and then, you know, associating with the the problem, I guess you could say. But that's awesome that you guys are doing that. And are these the people that are selling, like, jerseys at the Grizzly Games and stuff that are raising money?
3: Yes. Yep, okay. that's exactly it. Yeah, usually out of, what is it, section 121, 122, that's usually where our stuff is. Um, and then, again, the Grizzlies are doing as much as they can for us. Uh, usually we're getting ice time or we're getting military night, which goes both guys we get the word out that we exist and then they get all their benefits from actually having us and and letting us be there with them
1: yeah that's that's awesome i mean it's crazy too like how easy it is to take for granted these just these moments of like camaraderie and being able to just either be in a locker room or just you know some kind of group setting with your with your teammates or your brothers or what what have you and you know you don't realize like how therapeutic it is just to talk real life issues and then like once i mean to think about that all being gone i could see you know where that just you know that could creep in you would just end up craving it you know and uh so that's really cool that you guys are able to serve you know not only you're serving the country and the community as a firefighter you're able to serve these veterans and the community in a way to get everybody uh, involved in a sport of hockey or just in this in the sport of life and just being you know People with each other, and uh, you know, and have you know, coexisting and, and uh, living like a community, like we we originally had to, you know, as people. It's so easy to be so antisocial and you know, individual these days.
3: Yeah, definitely. That's definitely a better way to look at it too. Um, yeah, you're you're feeling it, and you know, you like you run into people, and you you look at them, and you get a gut feeling. Like, I mean, I wouldn't be talking to you too if you didn't give me a good feel. Yeah. You know, you are, you have good intentions. Um, you both like hockey and I didn't want to throw you through a wall the first time I saw you. So yeah, we can hang out. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad by
1: the way, that you didn't want to throw me through a wall because remember you standing probably a foot taller than me and, you know, uh, probably having a good amount of weight on me. So I'm like, yeah, if this guy, if you want to throw me through a wall, you know,
3: that I, was wonder, been the enemy. I was wondering what
0: that hole in the wall of the hockey <laughs> shop was,
3: but <laughs> I was just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> Got that patch. We're okay now. (laughs) the, The fallen Utah Warriors.
0: So let's let's get into what what pushed you to make that step to start the hockey shop?
3: So the shop, honestly, the uh the day that I decided that shop was gonna open, um, I drove down to one of the hockey shops that was about an hour and a half, two hours away, and I was like, called up my guys i'm like hey i'm gonna go down who needs their skates done what do you guys need let me know and so i went went to six different houses picked up six different pairs of skates drove down there took me about two hours of traffic obviously you got to go to Seven Eleven and get a slurpee you know i, I got <laughs> to right. get what the wife needed some stuff down there um spend maybe an hour or two hours in the shop, getting this stuff done, going through whatever, coming back another two hours. It was a five hour round trip, give or take. And, uh, the quality wasn't there in regards to the sharpening. Now, given the sharpenings were free because that's what that company does for sometimes. Anyway, like I know I can do better. And this has got to be hard to drive this far to get, to get something, you know, you need some tape or, and you forgot, or you need shoulder pads or any, anything, you know, hockey and hockey is expensive all, all anyway. And you're delivering so much time on your weekdays, your early mornings, your late nights, your Saturdays, and Sundays, that the, that the families are you know giving away from the people up here in Northern Utah. Um, and I felt like, okay, if I can at least get one machine and do a couple people, then that looks good for me. Maybe I'll make a business of it. So I got that trailer as soon as I got my first machine and started showing up at rinks. Um, And it was just kind of, yeah, it was when I could, you know, being a firefighter, we have a mixed schedule. So I was trying to do the best I could with what I had. Um, And then I got a second machine and got a little bit better. And then COVID happened and I was I was probably more depressed than anything because there was nothing going on. And I looked at my wife and I said, All right, I'm going to open the shop in September. And I think it was like March. And, she, and I right, just got when the back.
2: the world shut
1: down, day. huh?
3: Right. And you, know, and, you know, assuming this COVID thing wasn't going to last. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So I was going to open it up. So I went, you know, started looking around. I've been, you know, been searching out places here and there and trying to just find something that was reasonable price-wise for rental and and try to make shit happen. And so we get there, um, had this place next to the pie, all set up, went in, talked to him, blah, blah, blah. We're good to go. So the day I'm going to go sign, the guy doesn't show up. And I'm sitting in the parking lot. And Then I drive around and I'm calling him on the phone. No answer, no nothing. Not even a, you know, we got somebody else whatever. Um, just so I drive tested. around the corner. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I'm like, if you want to sell, you know, you want to rent a place for quite a substantial amount of money, you should probably, you know, answer your phone. <laughs> yeah, so I that's just, helpful. I was going to go up to uh, up to the rink and just kind of wait there for a minute. And I saw the where I'm at now it was completely empty and was an old dentist shop and had sign out front, you know, for rent, this much. Some uh, square foot, so picked up the phone. I called this guy, and uh, so this guy's Giovanni Favaro, and he he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" and I'm like, "Hey, who's this?" He's like, "Oh, this is Gio. How are you, brother?" And I'm like, "Okay, man." This guy's <laughs> <is> cool. Good. <laughs> so I'm like, "So tell me about your shop." Blah blah blah. He goes, "It's this big." Uh, um. I'll give it to you for this much straight off. He goes, I know COVID's happening. He goes, you're, you know, I explained what we were going to do. And I said, I don't know what I'm getting into. He goes, I'll give it to you for this much. No problem. I was like, done.
1: <laughs> Too easy.
3: He goes, I, we signed papers. I goes, How about it? I'll meet you in two days. Come up two days later, sign some papers. I'm like, boom, here we go. And that, that was literally it. I'm like, I called it. I'm going to, it's like one of those things, you know, you, I knew I had to do it for the community because of what hockey's done for me. Um, and then again, what I'm doing with our Warriors, with our guns and hoses, and it's just, it's, I can't leave hockey, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I love Part it. of your DNA. It's just, yeah, it's just after, and again, it's like anything. I mean, I'm sure people feel like that about maybe chess or checkers or soccer or something like that i don't know but when you think about that that community that you have with hockey and the people that you were introduced to and you interact with um i just said no we're gonna do it so yeah got that when you know i got pictures of that first day when there's just like one glove hanging there (laughs) you know at the tape as i'm trying to just kind of sort through some things and i saw that the other day and i was like man it's it's definitely come a long way and I get, you know, hopefully it'll keep going and it gives me time to, to give back to the community that's given me so much.
0: That's, that's awesome. And that's, that's really what I love about your shop. The first time I came into it, like I, I drove by it and we were just coming from a stick and puck and with my daughter and I had seen your little sign out there. And I was like, I said, Lexi, that's a hockey shop. And she's like, well, can we go? And I was like, and we had already like turned left, like on the street. And I was like, Well, yeah, we're going to go. So like, we flipped around and we came in and like it was just like it was so like just bare bones. This is what we're trying to do. Like no fluff, no, you know, fancy this like to just, you know, it's just so bare. Like we're just here to provide hockey to people who want to play hockey. And it's the most awesome shop I think I've ever been in because you've utilized every inch of space that you have. And it's. It's all about what people need, and you know you have the used stuff, and you have plenty of tape. You got all the accessories. You got my—I mean, every time I come in there, I think I spend thirty bucks on stickers because my kids just want more stickers. The and more
1: sticker setup is so cool there. Yeah, you, nobody has stickers like the hockey stop sticker game. Yeah, is something else too. I was—I even get in. I'm like—I'm I'm, like—it's like I feel like a kid, you know, with my Pokemon <laughs> cards. And I'm like, oh, look at all these cool stickers. Uh but yeah you're exactly right you can feel like the hockey family atmosphere to it that you guys you know it it, you treat everybody that comes in you know once you get to know you don't want to you find out you don't want to throw them through a wall that you know they're now like a hockey family member you're part of that community and i love that you walk in there too and you don't feel like you're paying for like hyped up marketing and and crazy prices on stuff that you're making a ton on I, i like that there's reasonable there's there's gear like for at every level you know whether you want the the top line expensive stuff or you you're hey getting into the sport and you're not wanting you know you can't or you don't want to break the bake right now because you don't know what your long term is in the sport so it's just got you know something for all levels of hockey and i've i've bought everything or i bought things every time i've come in that store I think, <laughs> I think i've been there three times and i always walk out with you know a couple hundred dollars more than i
3: plan on spending. <laughs> that. we do have to keep the lights on and the doors
0: open. <laughs> hey, and i and i hope i hope you guys are on forever and i hope the hockey store grows and hopefully we can, you know, hopefully we've we've pushed a couple people your way and and you know, you can keep growing and providing and the, you know, i always tell people about the, like your skate lab, you know. <laughs> That's the best part of this yeah. shop is the skate lab. Oh yeah. Have you
1: always yeah, been so, super passionate about the sharpening, or like, is that something you carried through your your kind of hockey so career that as a working? Yeah,
3: probably about ten years ago. Um, again, you know, yeah. when you when we started it back in, you know, when I was in high school and what have you, it, the technology though it existed, it wasn't, but for those very special people that really had an in-depth knowledge of what was and wasn't going on with the skates. I mean, if you look back in, you know, there's a couple videos that I post on mine that I'll share on the website and what have you, where I think it was 1985, they did that study up in Canada, and then you start tracking back to, let's see, the the CAG-1 was in, created in 81, but all that, you know, testing that went into that, and that's really just machining of the blade, but in a very specific way that's, you know, to what the body is telling you to do. So when you start into shaping the blades, and whether you're doing a quad or a pitch or any of these different variances that you actually do have, it does come down to, you know, one, I have to know who you are as a person. I have to know your kid at least see him skate a little bit um, or at least try to understand the type of person that either they are or they want to be because we can make that. Because it does, it, it becomes, it's about how your hips and knees and ankles and everything aligns in your body and then how you present yourself to the ice and then who are you as a person is really what that is Because I can make I mean we were talking the other day with uh, a gentleman who just texted me and his son has taken some uh, you know classes for edge work and that he wants to do a lot of edge work but he's on a 10 foot contour just straight 10 and I'm like, so if he wants to do that, we don't want to put him into a 9-10 pitch. We want to get him into a quad. So he's actually using all of his edges consistently. And then we can go into what his hollow should be based on his weight and all that other stuff that goes, at you know, the temperature of the ice and how, how dense it is and all that cool stuff. Um, so then we can understand who that child is as a person and then where he or she wants to go with their career and the type of skater that they want to be. Like me, I'm just a straight up and down, you know, banger. So I know who I am.
1: That's <laughs> right. And that's so, it's cool that you can break it down to those different levels. Cause it's, yeah. yeah I mean, up until I've, I really talked to you, I, I mean, I know, you know, I knew kind of like flat bottom V, you know, a sharpening or there's a regular <laughs> traditional, right. But that, that was like where it stopped. But other than that, it's like, I don't know, man, you come in with some dull blades and I give you two sharp edges to them and hopefully you can stand up out there <laughs> Um, but yeah, Yeah. just to hear you break it down, it's, it's cool.
0: Yeah, I definitely, before meeting you did not know there was a science to like skate blades and like, that's why everyone I'm talking to like, dude, you got to go to hockey stops and just ask him about blade contouring or anything. He'll bust out the lights. He'll show you everything. And, and like the first time you explained it to me, I was like, wait, what? And I was like, okay, okay, hold on explain this like I'm five (laughs) you know, and you did and it was awesome and now I understand kind of a little bit of it and I tell everyone about it and you know I think it's awesome and and you did my daughter skates and stuff and she's definitely become a better skater I think you know and that's due to ice time and stuff but I think that you're what you did you know gave her a little bit more of that edge to you know to be able to skate a little bit better because she really has picked up in her speed and agility on the ice from the time that you did that to now.
3: So. Right, right. Um, and I'll, I'll tell all these kids, I go, you know, what I do with your blades is let's say 1% of what makes you a hundred percent. So I said, but if you get a contract with the NHL, I would like 1% if you don't mind. <laughs> 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 I can give it back to the next kid. <laughs> nice. So it is. it.
1: I love that mentality of, yeah, just we're, we're bringing some money in so we can bring that next guy up and just keep looking at who's next up. All right, this is where you want to go. Let's get you there. And then you're going to help us get the next guy there too. Well,
3: and, I, and again, if you look the growth since I've been in Utah, you know, L hockey, again, it's a slow growth because hockey is a, a sport that's really a unique kind of sport to anybody that especially doesn't know anything. And if you don't know anything, to get into it, you basically need to find somebody that might know something and become friends with them so they yeah. can educate you on why it's so cool. But, uh, you know, Weber County got the Weber County Youth Hockey, and then they got the Weber County Independent in addition to NUI. So that was this year. Um, the You know, Davis County Youth Hockey with the Eagles. The Eagles, I saw they were up in Nationals. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. You know, yeah. the
3: 14, 18 under. You know, those are huge steps for these kids coming out of this area, you know, to be going to Nationals and be challenging these other teams that are, are into it. Uh, I heard the Arizona group, you know, Arizona Phoenix, that is a huge hockey area and they're putting out some really good people, too. And our cats are going down there and skating right beside them. So everybody's they're getting the acknowledgement, I think, that they need to make that sport this sport even better for everybody that's coming after
1: yeah and that's cool and that's it's exactly what we need is those those trailblazers you know where that's a kid that starts with his first sharpening and contouring at hockey stops you know and, and growing from there and then ended up going to these national tournaments and then especially when those guys can turn around and either volunteer in the to the in the community like you do or yeah come up come back and be a coach um or just help other kids get on the ice and the growth it is slow, but it's getting there. And it's awesome that, you know, now there's Weber County it has two ice sheets. Now, you know, that's been that way for the last five years. And now that you're you got a hockey shop up North, I found out there's a hockey shop in Cottonwood that I didn't know about. Yep. So there's, you know, there's multiple shops now kind of popping up instead of just having to go to the one location in, in Murray, whatever, you know, pure hockey, I think it is now. And, and so, I mean, that's how we thats how right. we do it. It's, it's crazy, too, like you said, the driving. Like, I don't think, like Nick actually talked, he's, he's talked this piece a lot. He met with yeah. Syracuse City about trying to get a rink out this way. And it's like, they were like, well, can we get people off 515? It's like, you don't have any idea how far hockey players in Utah are willing to drive to skate or to get a sharpening or to do anything hockey.
3: Right, exactly. Yeah, I know while you were talking about Cottonwood hockey, that's Allen down there he's been there for about 15 years, if I recall. Um, but he's a good guy, you know, uh, really down to earth. He's from Philly. I'm from Pittsburgh. We, you know, Oh, there we go. crosstowners.
1: We,
3: but you know, we, we've sat down and, and we've had a lot of conversations and i bounced why, you know, the whole business concept off of him. And, you know, he's been terribly supportive, you know, I can't ask for, you know, I don't want to say a mentor, but you know, he's there to, to answer the questions that I need to have answered. Um, because he's been in the game. Now he does a fine job sharpening skates. I might do better. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. Hey, it's good to have a but great
0: no. mentor that can also be a competitor, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah. And he's a goalie. I mean, you're a goalie. All you goalies are a little off.
1: <laughs> you got to be a little strange yeah, to be a goalie.
0: Yeah. Uh, right. Hopefully, my kids never want to be a goalie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to be the guy that's like, yeah,
1: I want those 100 mile per hour shots coming right at my face. Yeah, I want to be that guy. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the only dude yeah, no on doubt. the team playing my position, or one of two. Yeah, you have to be a little bit of a strange kind of lone wolf guy. Um, but, and so that's, uh, you talked about your story where you kind of, you picked, uh, you went over to the ice rink, had some skates, and said, hey, can I get a job? And then you're playing junior C, and then you're playing junior B. Um, I was, I was going to, I wanted to ask, because so, um, was there kind of a particular individual that's been like the greatest influence on your hockey career or maybe even someone that's not even in hockey that just kind of helped you out staying on the ice or, or whatnot? Is there someone that's influenced your hockey career or hockey, you know, whether that's either on the ice playing or, you know, running the shop or whatever?
3: That's a good question No, <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're kind of just blazing your own trail out here.
3: You know, it's, it, it, there, there's a lot of good people that i've come across I, you know we had our my first manager russ uh he was a short little i don't even think he ever played hockey but he was managed the rink and everything he was just a really happy guy you know everybody loved him um he was a good guy i gonna meet this one guy he we played against each other in high school we were working together at the rink um he was my best man in my first wedding oh wow and then we're we're going to play together in Tennessee after now 26 years of not playing together. Yeah.
1: Dude, that's and, awesome. Uh, Reunited.
3: He's, he's a cop over in Pittsburgh and yeah, he was, uh, I'm like, Hey, well, I'm going to be on Tennessee. Do you want to come skate Memorial weekend? He goes, yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Done. You're, Done. You're, yeah. We're going to do this. man. That's awesome. But you know, when it, dude, Like, who inspired me in hockey was just I just saw that that is something that I wanted, and then as soon as I put the you know you smell that ice in the morning, that freshness, Jesus, (laughs) it's euphoric.
1: It gets your hairs tingling, right? It makes you stand up.
3: Yeah, yeah. You just want to keep showing up early, and you want to keep doing doing hockey. You know, doing what it is that hockey. You know, I am by far not anywhere near a good person as a skater. I do the best that I can. I probably could be better if I practice more, but you know, at 44 years old, yeah, kind of run my game. But I think what I'm trying to do is just give kids an opportunity and give a, you know, and be there for the veterans that I do serve. And then the community that I'm here with, you know, you guys came across me, I'm trying to give back to you. Hopefully this all works for both of us. Um, And then again, you know, your daughter's going to come up and she'll go to juniors or get a scholarship.
1: Yeah. She'll remember that little shop that helped to give her a start.
3: Right. And you know, and then she'll be shipping her skates back every other weekend.
0: That's right. That's right. (laughs) That's awesome. So, well, Corey, we appreciate, you know, you coming on and talking with us and we've appreciated your support with the podcast, you know, and we honestly also uh, support, appreciate you taking care of our skates you know and you know and also what you're doing for the community is honestly what speaks louder than anything you're doing because that's what's really important about hockey here in Utah and that's that was our goal with this podcast when we started was uh, make some money or whatever not really like we just want to help grow the game that we we love you know so it's cool to see that you're doing that also and those people that are doing that here in our state of Utah are definitely you know doing good.
3: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of people out there that are doing far more than I that needs just as much recognition. Those coaches and parents that show up every day, those are the ones that are putting in the hours. I mean, <laughs> we're just having fun with what we can right now, but hey. yeah, we'll do the best on both sides. You know, you give you're giving hockey a voice. I'm giving them a place to sharpen their skates, and we'll just grow this until we die. That's and right. Until <laughs>
1: Until everybody's heard of the sport, it's just second nature. And yeah, I just echo what Nick said. I have I think we truly have, a, you know, the, pretty much the same mission or a very similar mission in what we're doing, and I'm super grateful we've had this, this partnership and just friendship that we've developed, you know, with, uh, with you, Corey, and your store, and, yeah, welcome to Cup Talk. And uh, as a National Guard guy myself, hopefully I can uh, join you out on one of these Warrior skates.
3: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, as soon as we get that. Well, we do have an eight o'clock meeting tonight, so there we'll you go. That. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> see if we can get the
2: rest of
0: the uh, podcast wrapped up uh, before that. <laughs>
3: right. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me down or, you know, on the air and then, uh, you know, keeping me on your, uh, on your show and promoting the business.
0: Yep. absolutely. Hey, we'll see you around at the shop. All right. Thank
3: you all. Have hey, a good day. You too. We'll Bye. see you later,
0: Corey. Welcome back.
1: Welcome back. That was a great interview.
0: Dude, what a guy. You know, it's it's awesome how like we get these interviews and we think we're just going to be talking hockey and then we just like get on a whole new level of like just like deep talk or like spiritualness or whatever. Yeah. Like it's just it just shows that, you know, hockey players you can interview them for hockey reasons, but they are people. Like they're not just a hockey player. They're they're people that are like good people that are doing things through hockey. And changing people's lives, and that's honestly when we when we all say hockey's more than a, than a game. I think that's exactly what Corey was talking about. Like, you know, like hockey's the the reason why he kind of gets in with these guys, but it's more than just it hockey. Just,
1: it's like yeah, it's the olive branch, like to get to yeah, know yeah, yeah. these guys, right? Just the how we bridge that gap. But it's just hockey. It's a lifestyle. It's a community. Yeah. And that's what he's all about in his store from his organization that he's working with in his store. It's it what a cool thing. What a cool guy to talk to. Yeah. And uh <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm sorry, I looked up and saw Cole Caulfield <laughs> get another OT winner.
2: Oh <laughs>
0: uh, I freaking hate the Canadians. I mean, <laughs> I mean Cole uh,
2: Caulfield,
0: you know, just it's cool as a huh? Well, well, yeah. But getting back to Corey, um, the, the thing I thought was most, not most interesting about him, because it's definitely not the most interesting thing, but how when I asked him if he was a first-generation player if his dad played or whatever, it, it came back to the Mighty Ducks. And, like, I, that's one thing that I've really, like, noticed when I, like, you're sitting in the locker room and you see all these hockey guys and you're like, oh, his dad must have played or, you know. Yeah. And, like, how many stories come down to, well, I saw the Mighty Ducks and thought it was awesome. So, like, I would really love to, like, really look into, like, the deep, of like how many hockey players are playing today because of the Mighty Ducks?
1: Because of the influence the Ducks, it's crazy how much influence the Ducks and Disney has on yeah. our world, on our culture. You yeah. know, Like what was it last week? The Disneyland Resort opened back up. Yeah. The first time when people were like bawling their eyes out. Yeah. Being able to go into the park and yeah, it's great It's it would be awesome to, to to see how like some actual numbers or talk to people like how that hockey a movie that trilogy has <laughs> influenced so many careers you know and it people really knocked it dude
0: I, i'm i'm a mighty ducks like kid like yeah. dude that was that was part of the type that i mean part of the reason why i'm into hockey because mighty ducks came out and mark got a stick for his birthday and that was the first hockey stick we owned was because of a mighty ducks you know yeah you know repercussion
1: that's crazy and see i was a. Uh, it's not really an influence, but I it was part of me starting hockey. When I when I was a young buck, my first jersey was the little uh, white and yeah, purple yeah, yeah. and green. I still have it somewhere in a closet, Naughty Ducks jersey. That's awesome. And I had the action figure, like I had the goalie on oh,
3: the TV nice show, goalie. you know.
1: So like I don't like and it was like when I was a very young, right? Like five. Yeah. So I don't have like a lot of like memory of it these days. Yeah, yeah. But if I look through the pictures to see my old stuff, like there's a duck's influence there. Yeah and it's 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 cool man it's,
0: and it's funny how like it was a 90s thing and like so many 90s things were like oh it's trash it's garbage and then like they're like coming back and like people love it now
1: yeah 90 it's a funny a decade sucks just bring it back 30 years later, and now it's just the <laughs> coolest thing since sliced bread, and you know?
0: Yeah, and everyone made fun of the Mighty Ducks jerseys, like, when they first came out, and they had the teal and the purple, and, like, they were the yeah, laughing it's stock. It's a Disney of the,
1: character, oh my gosh. They
0: were the laughing stock of the NHL, and now, like, anytime you go on to any of these hockey accounts, they're like, oh, we're going to have a jersey battle, it always comes down to the Mighty Ducks. It's like the Mighty Ducks or the Blackhawks or the Nordiques, but yeah. it's one of those three, and it's usually Mighty Ducks in the finals, you know, so.
1: And what I wouldn't give for to see Timo Solane throwing the glove up in uh, the white and purple and shooting it out of the air. I mean, even though he was a,
0: he was a jet when he did that, but
1: did he did it in a Ducks uniform, dude? Didn't he?
0: I think he did it for like fun, but no, when the iconic time because he was a rookie for the Jets.
1: I thought he was an Anaheim rookie. Was he a Jets? No, rookie? he was
0: a Jets rookie
1: when he had like that crazy sixty-five goal season. Yeah, it's nuts.
0: Yeah, but I mean, most of his playing career was you know with the Ducks, and I I, I love all T. Salani stuff. Like he's definitely one of my favorite players. Like I have a Ducks jersey that has like my Mu Salani like jersey retirement patch on it. So
1: yeah. And no, I mean, it's crazy. It's cool. And, uh, it's, now you look at the duck's uniform and, but the logo, the D is like supposed to be like a duck foot, right? Yeah. 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 And it, 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 (laughs) it. It's, it's just not, it doesn't hit, you know? Like, it, no, it doesn't feel, no. and like like, they've been bringing back the old logo on the color scheme. And yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> you're like, it's still the orange and black. Okay, I guess you guys are Orange County. I can maybe yeah. get past that. I, I like you know? the orange
0: and black, but like, my favorite jerseys, well, I mean, I like the ones they wore. It was the last year, the year before, that were like kind of like the retro colors, but it was black.
2: Yeah, that like the good. tail
0: stripe. But the ones they wear that are the orange with the Mighty Ducks logo. And then the D on the shoulders. So those that's my favorite yeah. ducks jersey that they have right now. So this was a, a random tangent we went on, you know. <laughs> but yeah. get back to Corey, you know, he's doing awesome things. He's with like the, the Warriors.
1: Yeah, and he's like the actual story of like Goon too with that, you know, like <laughs> he, he could <laughs> they showed up and like you're not a skate and like no like what can I what can you do They're like well I can help clean the ice in the morning and I can beat people up <laughs> all right you know and then Hire
2: him. <laughs> yeah
1: you got a job and then he's playing junior C yeah and then junior B and I don't know what the level equivalents he says similar to like what the Mustangs play yeah uh maybe maybe not um you know it'd be fun to go back and see but yeah he was on the junior B team just a few years after picking up the skates and it's like you know your job is go out and get him kind of thing. And yeah.
0: And then it led him go into the Marines and a whole new, you know, became tangent. a fighter
1: in another sense. Right. Yeah. His,
0: his career is kind of like us talking on this podcast. We kind of get off and we just go off into this. It's, it, yeah. There's <laughs> no new telling world. where it's going to lead you to <laughs> next. And here he is in Utah running the coolest hockey shop in Utah. Like Hands I down. love it. Like oh, it man. is like just the bare bones of like what a hockey shop should be. Yeah. Like, Everything you need
1: in, like, not a whole lot more. Like, yeah. the, you know,
0: nothing over the top.
1: Like, yeah. no, no, nothing that's just cuz or cuz we're. Yeah. He doesn't big have time.
0: 900 sticks. Yeah. But, you know, you don't need 900 sticks. You need, you know, 30, 40,
1: 50. The sti- yeah. And only, you're only going to buy one, maybe two. <laughs> you know, you don't need to look at all 900 that are
0: yeah, the exact
1: um, same. In the stick. inventory. Yeah. Um, And um, where was I going with this, too? And it's just good prices. You know he's gonna shoot you straight and he he actually really cares about what you're trying to do as a player, so he's gonna ask you Yeah what kind of stick you're looking for, what kind of skates, you know, like he's gonna And he's
0: and he's not like the douchebag that usually works at like most hockey shops. Like (laughs) if anybody from like the other hockey shops are listening to this, like I'm not saying everyone that works there's a douchebag. What I'm saying is like we all know that kid that you can tell is playing high school or he's playing yeah. for the junior Grizzlies and he thinks he's the best player in Utah, but he's working at the hockey shop and All he just I do is like, go
1: bar down every day and sell yeah, hard, bro.
0: Yeah. You know? And like, just like acts like you're an idiot for not knowing everything about hockey and stuff. And honestly, it's the way, I, I mean, this is another nerdy tangent, but like, this is why I stopped going to the comic book stores because like the comic book store, like the guys, the nerds running it made me feel like a dork for like, not knowing comics. as much as yeah, that. yeah, yeah.
1: I hate that, dude. It's like like the same thing as like gym intimidation, you know. Yeah, like people yeah. say they don't want to go to a big, you know, buff guy gym because they don't want the yeah. you know three hundred pound bodybuilder staring them down and trying to bully them off their machine or whatever, yeah. you know. And it's like, dude, it's just like there's so much more to life, man. Like we can just all be here. To, like we're all here to get better, or we're all yeah, here to, to exactly. live out a hobby. Like let's just accept that we all have that in common who cares, who knows more, you know, like, yeah. you don't, you want a cookie man? Cause you know more dude, like you, <laughs> you're not winning a
0: trophy. And we, we've kind of talked about how like the dumbest thing people say in hockey is like, you don't know how high up I've played. Yeah. Like it doesn't so, matter. So what, dude? You're, you know? you're right here
1: with me right <laughs> now. Dude. Were you
0: playing hockey or were you playing hockey? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what are you still doing? Playing hockey. Yeah. So
0: we're Did all you- in this together. We're all trying to play hockey. So, and bringing this back to Corey, He's gonna hit you straight he's gonna be an honest guy he's not gonna try and sell you stuff he's not gonna try and push you stuff but he's gonna teach you something like you walk into that store and you want to learn something about skates he will teach you something about skates
1: yeah and that that is something that you go like can't be you know stressed enough is it's like one thing for somebody to just do it all for you and then you just your mom swipes the card you walk out of there but to really <laughs> actually get the knowledge yeah for somebody to teach you what it means you know, that does so much more for you as a player and an athlete, you know, to have that understanding and, uh, you know, just that it helps with that level of commitment. So yeah, great guy, great mission. Everything he does is got a cool mission and a
0: cool story behind it. So <laughs> that's, that's definitely his like He's on a mission. Oh yeah. Whether it's for the Marines, the air force, the fire station, the hockey veterans, stops, yeah. hockey warriors, you know, he's doing a lot. Um, you know he's definitely got his plates full. Man on a mission, serving in every capacity. So yeah, but let's get to some let's get to some NHL hockey. A lot well, of stuff happened in the NHL. It's been a it was a fun week, man. It was there were some tear jerking moments.
1: There yeah. was some highlight, you know, just smiling moments, and, and uh, yeah. yeah, and playoffs are just yonder you know just over the hedge here yeah and uh and, and that's
0: usually like the end of the season is usually when those like tear jerking like also like, yeah you know like you know more than just the game kind of moments are coming and you know we watched i watched ryan miller's last game you know at home being a duck and like i've always loved ryan miller Like he's one of those goalies that like i've always like he's never really played i mean the ducks i do cheer for the ducks quite often and so it was really cool when he came to the Ducks, but like he's didn't play for the Leafs or anything, or mm-hmm. so. But I've always really liked Ryan Miller, and you know he lost that game for USA with Sidney Crosby. But yeah. didn't he get MVP of the tournament still? I don't know on that one. I'm pretty sure he still got MVP of the tournament.
1: He was that was an insane year, and yeah, he's always been one of those trailblazers and guys that one of the guys that carries a torch in that us sweater yeah you know so like all of us american-born hockey players can really resonate with a guy like that you know just an individual and especially you as a goalie yeah of course he's going to be an influence for you
0: and i definitely don't have the same build as him and he i mean he's was asked about you know what he's excited to see about usa goalies or and he said well if a skinny kid from michigan can do what i've done then you know USA hockey's looking good because <laughs> there's definitely a lot of people out there that, you know, can accomplish a lot more than me. So he's definitely a fun guy to watch play. He's always a good spirited guy. So, and it was, it was a touching thing to watch him, you know, you know, that final game, that final interview and, you know, definitely just thankful for everything that he's gotten out of hockey and class guy, class, class all the way around.
1: You were right. Uh, you called it was Ryan Miller in 2010.
0: Yeah, so yeah, he did get the MVP of that that tournament. So even though USA lost and didn't get the gold, he did get the MVP. So
1: that's cool to see. I didn't realize that either. I remember being so torn. I mean, I'm a you know I've been honest about it. I'm a Penguins <laughs> fan, a Crosby <laughs> fan, and I was so hyped on yeah Team US that year. And I remember watching that game. I was at the Oval actually. I was working at the time, and I was I had to work that day, and but we had TVs set up everywhere, so I'd yeah. stop and like watch. And then OT happened, and I watched and I saw the goal, and I was like. That was Sydney. Sydney just scored the goal to beat the U.S.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, dang it, guys. Oh, dude. Shoot. Good for you, Crosby. And then man. he bought a Crosby Canadian jersey the next day. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then cried.
1: And then cried. Oh, oh man. It was, it, it was a cool moment. And then, but what was hard is hearing him say, like, I didn't even, like, really look up. I just kind of shot. I didn't even see. He's like, don't say that you didn't. You didn't even <laughs> watch the puck go in the net.
3: You yeah, just crushed yeah. the
1: whole nation over here. Yeah. But, no, it was a cool moment for sure. Good for Ryan Miller to. 18 years. I didn't realize it's been 18 years. Yeah, yeah. The winningest goal, American-born goalie.
0: Yep. And he played against well, Jonathan Quick wasn't in the game, but he was at the game. He wasn't the starting goalie for LA. So, two solid USA goalies, you know, yeah. down there in Southern California. So, that's awesome, but also staying in the West, goalie um Fleury tied uh Luongo's most wins. Oh, did he. He's, yeah. He's so, been I think they're, they're tied for third. So,
1: Dude, good for him. And Flower has just been—he's had such a good resurgence out there in Vegas. And then last year, you know, there was—they were a little upset. They're like, "Oh, he's getting replaced as starter," but he's been back in net this year. You know, things happen. Injuries happen. You know, yeah. seasons get—you know, teams got to go on. Games got to still get played. And he's Vegas has stayed hot. I mean, granted, we talked this. It's hard to know if Vegas is that good or if the West is that bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
1: Good for good for Flurry.
0: Yeah, so see him doing definitely that. cool to see those kind of things get broken or you know, accomplished. And he's only like 50 away from Patrick Waugh.
1: Oh, wow! I didn't I, realize he was that close. Yeah, Patrick he's pretty Wah, close. Huh? I
0: mean, Brodeur's way probably out there. of reach. Yeah, probably out of reach. He's like 100 and something.
1: I mean, at this age in Flurry's <laughs> career, I, yeah, it's hard to see. But him.
0: I mean, if he played two more years, he could definitely, you He'd know, be in the get, mix if he started close two more to years. He's got, what did Patrick Watt win? Four Cups?
1: Uh, You know, I don't know. I think know he won one.
0: two with the Canadians and then two with the Avalanche. So, I think you're right. Um, So, I mean, Fleury's got three. So, I mean, if Vegas ended who, up winning this year, then he would have four also.
1: Who's that other goal out there? Leonard? Leonard, yeah. Uh, so, who do you think Vegas is going to protect?
0: <laughs> you know, everyone's joked about this. That, that, that <laughs> now that Seattle Kraken is gonna, you know, be pigeon tossed again to get the oh my expansion gosh. draft. But yeah, that is definitely an exciting thing. At this thing. point
1: in his career there might there's probably gonna be another goal that's a little younger that they could.
0: I mean, okay, well me staying in the West, Seattle Kraken became the officially, the, you know, the thirty second team in the NHL. So
1: Yeah. Made that final hefty payment. Yeah. To the league, and now they're going to have to have a serve up a team of 20 hockey player, twenty players next year, and we have the same expansion draft coming up. What is it, seven no, forwards? No, no, no. Vegas
0: isn't part of it or something.
1: Oh, without, with the exception of Vegas. Yeah, right. Yeah. They can't. Oh, wait, never mind. Yeah. So for Larry, he's protected. Yeah. He's good. So, yeah, he's solid. I did
0: read that the other day, and like, That's I, right. I realized I, guess they're I, I didn't put new. two and two together until just barely, but yes, I did see that every team has to submit their protected list by whatever date and then but july vegas.
1: july 21st being yeah. draft expansion yeah. draft and
0: like so like honestly like you know thinking about this podcast and stuff like that's when i really wanted to start a podcast was that summer that vegas became a team because it was like i was sitting around and there was there was no hockey on tv but there was so much hockey news yeah and it was just so much fun to like talk about and stuff and i honestly i talked with the lady i worked next to like every day about what was going on with this vegas draft and all these things and explaining it to her and every day she asked me about it and stuff and i'm not even a vegas fan i really yeah. don't root for them and and never really have but it was just a fun summer so like that was the summer that i was like you know what i should I want to talk more about this kind of stuff. So
1: and that's when you realize, yeah, explaining to somebody over around, and here we are, hockey, like three like, years
0: later, and I'm just barely... actually doing
1: it. You know, and I remember I was in college that year too, and I was I was doing you know my digital media and stuff in college. I remember starting like, it's, I was like, I bet there's a ton of like media hockey jobs out there, you know. And I was looking yeah. at, it, and I was like, I mean, a lot of them were like low, you know, not <laughs> like or needed a ton of experience, right? Yeah, if you yeah. were going to go out and be the guy or just like, low-paying, like, entry-level jobs. I was like, man, if only I didn't have, like, a family and, and commitments to live up to right now, maybe I'd just bail and try and go be a pair of hands wherever and, yeah. you know, get into it. But, yeah, it was a cool summer. Like, you could feel the energy, like, a hockey team in Vegas, yeah. you know, right next door to us. You and know. It,
0: the expansion draft is, like, that one thing, like, whenever you get, like, the new NHL game, like, you're going to, like, start your own franchise. You're like, fantasy draft? Hell yeah! Absolutely. <laughs> and like you sit there for two hours trying to draft a team, you know, and then you realize that your team sucks, and you usually play you four games into the, yeah. the franchise. And
1: there's a there's a reason why algorithms and stuff work. You know, you know <laughs> how
0: smart a man <laughs> you spent you spent uh, five hours drafting. You spent ten hours trying to design your jerseys and your arena. And then you played three games and that was about it. Spent the... some couple hours
1: grind after that. <laughs> Toss the phone. Okay, never mind. Uh, Maybe I'm not a
0: GM. Yeah, but that's definitely, that's one thing I like. I like building teams, you know. I always build in a men's league team and I think being a GM is fun. It's fun. It can be fun putting it together like when you. Not that I'm a GM. Calling your buddies building and a men's stuff. league. But, you know, it's 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 fun and exciting, you know. And every Wednesday that we, you know, rent ice and I try and like get it you know, everyone together and, you know, divide everyone up. So
1: it's fun. I know. I definitely got like selective. So I was on my team for a while before I took on a little managerial role, you know, and I had like (laughs) seen a few guys come on the team and like not really fit or just like play very selfish. And I remember when I took the mantle and I was like, it finally had like too many players and people were coming. I was like, I'm going to be selective now. (laughs) I've been in this locker room for like eight years now. And so I'm going to – the guys that I clearly know, don't want in the locker room and yeah, don't yeah. want to play with, I'm going to let them know. Like, yeah. oh, I'm full, bro. Sorry. I remember that was, like, hard, but for, at the same time I was like, it's kind of nice being able to, like,
0: <laughs> not have to deal with these guys. Yeah. That, <laughs> I'm definitely a guy that I like to, like, have fun in the locker room. Like, mm-hmm. winning is definitely – I love to win, but, like, having fun is definitely what I more think about and yeah. having that positive vibe because there has been players over the year that – I like personally, but they don't gel with other people, and it's it kind of just doesn't flow. So
1: It's a fickle thing, man. You got to keep that ecosystem,
0: (laughs) the locker room, alive, (laughs) just as much as you got to keep the team solid on the ice, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, super excited for the men's league to start, you know, coming in a couple uh, weeks. The jerseys Got uh, the jerseys ordered. Coming along. They're looking good. Yeah, I saw the picks.
1: I'm excited to... See what they look like when they get here.
0: Yeah, so we'll, maybe I'll share the pic on the Instagram too and so.
1: tease it a little bit. Tease it for oh yeah, our uh, thousand, you know, for a thousand downloads, the winner's gonna get you know an actual frame picture of our
0: jersey concept. <laughs> Just kidding. Maybe, maybe we'll have an extra one and we can you know. Ooh, ooh, there we go. Hey, and uh, you
1: know, I saw that it's Asian Pacific Islander month, uh, this month, yeah, so, yeah. you know, the NHL's been c- celebrating that, and, uh, you know, a couple of solid players that are highlighted as you know, Doomba, who was awarded the King Clancy Memorial Trophy last season, is a player who best exemplifies leadership and qualifies on and off the ice and making noteworthy contributions to the community, so, I, I mean, I didn't even know that he was I, of that heritage, I you know, yeah. you could, you look at him and you know he's not just a regular white dude, but... Um, didn't know
0: that, yeah. Been, and I, and He's I like see, a
1: Filipino heritage. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And, that, that. and Jason Robertson, though, I, I he isn't the contender for the Calder, so. Yeah. And he's, you know, kind of, I think Dallas, everything in Dallas has kind of been under the radar a lot lately. Just, I don't know, all season you just haven't heard about him. Like, after being that team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals, like, they just kind of. Just kind of piddled, you know, and mm-hmm. so you haven't really heard a lot about Jason Robertson, but he is doing kind really good on the radar. There. Yeah, he's and second in goals, I believe, and he's second in points also like definitely right behind yeah. Kirill. So it's he it's might even be first. In Caprizov, in points. Caprizov, yeah, is he first in points?
1: I'm not sure we could look that up, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, like to to see the that the the uh, amount of growth in the game, and to see players coming from all over the world, and yeah, it's always great when we can highlight those moments, and then just yeah, and remember, you know, like the thing, in, the things talk about, and the things that bring us together instead of divide us. You know, yeah, hockey's yeah, a, yeah. a thing that's bringing us together from all yeah, around the world, di- different races, what have you, backgrounds.
0: Yeah, and the hockey is it really is for everyone. Like, I mean, that's kind of their slogan, their motto. And I know the hockey is dominantly a white sport, but like, dude, it really is for everyone. And like some of the best people I know in hockey are not white guys, you know? So, and that's fine. I mean, we talked to Zach last week and you know, yeah. and he obviously didn't let that hold them back at all. So, and it's good just to see people of different, you know, races and backgrounds getting into hockey. Cause, and it should be a sport that welcomes everybody. And, it, you know I think it has done that you know pretty well over the years so yeah it's off to the NHL for recognizing that stuff so I know
1: it, it definitely had that yeah connotation that it was it was a white man's game but it's it's just slowly developing into such a more and more diverse game and it's awesome to see it grow every year
2: well and I
0: honestly think it was because it was typically a, a most hockey players you know came from the same areas and not only just Canadian U.S. but they came from certain you know demographics, and it's an expensive sport to play. So, you know, there's a lot of people that are giving back to these communities, and you know, providing opportunities for people who usually wouldn't get these opportunities to play hockey. You know, we kind of talked about with Corey that you know, hockey is one of those sports that like you you don't just go start playing. You usually got to know somebody and like get into it because it's it's not an easy sport to just pick up and play. No,
1: it's hard game, and it's hard to get the all the gear to play. Yeah,
0: like there. Y- if you just walked into the sport, you'd have to YouTube something to just know how to put on your gear, even, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, there's a science,
1: there, there's kind of an art to putting on your gear and yeah. a routine. You gotta know, yeah, I put the pants on, the, the uh, skates on after I put the pants on, you know, so I don't slice through my pants or whatever, you know, yeah. unless you have, you know, pants to zip off. It looks like uh, Robertson's two points behind off.
0: Okay, but, he, the, but, the he's in, scoring, but he's yeah. in close.
1: Right in the mix there, so. Just a fun story to bring up. And then uh, we talked a little bit of uh, the guy that got hit by Corey in the Zamboni, Yarma Yager.
0: <laughs> still <laughs> yeah, going yeah, strong yeah.
1: with his uh, 49 years old and in his 33rd pro season.
0: Yeah. What S- still, still wanted to play next year. He says, you know, what? I'm not retired.
1: Dude, Yeah. He's, he's part owner of that team. Yeah. He's, you know, he's an influence on that team and they won their, their league and they so they move up to the top Czech league next year. It's like he's still playing at a high level or competing at a high level. Yeah. He, and it's funny cause you see the quotes. He's like, I know I can be better. I'm not doing good. And you're like, <laughs> dude, you're playing pro hockey at 49 and you're putting up points, man. Like,
0: what you know, there there's, if you ever look at old pictures of Jager in the, in the early nineties, whatever playing for the penguins, like there's not many smiles like that in the NHL. Like dude, yeah. that guy was just loving it. And you could tell he's a guy who just appreciates the game. Cause Even to this day, I mean, he's serious when he has to be serious, but he was always a guy that had a great smile and always laughing and always having a good time with the boys and stuff. And he definitely carries himself with a – he doesn't really care what people have to say about him, whether you're trying to blackmail him or whatever. (laughs) He he was like – he's
1: definitely living that, like, work hard, play hard lifestyle. You you hear about him skating ladders at, like, midnight or something like that. His crazy work ethic, but he's also – out there having a guy, he's like the rock star of the NHL in the nineties. Really dude, is. he was like the hair band rock star. Like, <laughs> you know, he had the the awesome mullet. Him Probably, and Mario Lemieux, dude. Yeah, that,
0: him, Mario Lemieux, picture. and Ed Belfour, I think you know, you just some of the best mullets.
1: <laughs> yeah, greatest, greatest. Some of the greatest do's, you know, or greatest hair flows to ever yeah. go down in the history of the game.
0: Yeah, so definitely awesome to see that guy still playing and still, you know, hacking and hopefully he plays till, you know, hopefully he goes out with his boots on, you know, like
2: <laughs> as yeah. bad
0: as it would be to like have a heart attack mid-game and like that's how Yager goes out, but he's I think just that's in how he full gear
1: <laughs> in the sarcophagus. Yeah, they're just like <laughs> carrying him off the ice in a box.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then he there's a, there's a little tag that says, do not resuscitate, do not remove gear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Leave me as it leaves is. Leave me as is. Yeah. Make sure I have the mullet. If it's, if yeah, it's not, yeah. if I'm
1: not growing <laughs> it, put a mullet on me. <laughs>
0: yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, there's only a few more spots open in the NHL for like playoff spots. Like we were yeah, talking the West. With, there's only one spot left in the West. Yep. There's only one spot left in the East. And there's only one spot left in the Central. And there is three still in the north, but it's it's a pretty wide gap. It's going to yeah. be closed off here
1: in the next couple of games. But yeah. yeah, I mean it's pretty much almost almost there, almost locked in. And these four seeds are getting harder and harder to see them coming up. Like eight eight points behind with four yeah. games to go, five games to go. You know, I was I was thinking Dallas was going to make it, and I don't know the Predators are holding on. You know, yeah. they're sitting there with 66 points, you know, and they're what, eight points. Um, No, sorry, sorry, sorry. They're 58 points to the Dallas 55. Yeah. But they got eight games and Dallas got 10. So they got to make a three-point leap, you know, and this yeah. just almost the same amount of games. So I don't know if it's going to happen.
0: But, but Tyler Sagan back tonight.
1: Is he back tonight? Yeah. Well, Snow. that's yeah. awesome. I didn't realize he was suited. Now, Malcolm came back tonight. It didn't pan out so well. <laughs> I haven't checked the score since the first period, but yeah. it was three zero after the first. So, but yeah. it's cool to see these uh, veterans come back on the ice. So, I mean, if I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I'd take it if we could see Sagan in the Dallas. Oh my gosh, seven to two, the Penguins. So you know, Malkin's Malcolm, <laughs> return.
0: Uh, it looks like Dallas didn't win, but they got one point tonight. So they
1: got a point. So you know. They could, uh, I mean, depending on what Nashville does. Oh, they got they got Nashville the win though. They got the won, so they got two. Of them. They got another point, so. But uh, you know, and what I was thinking about is the analogy of like what the Penguins are to the Caps, like kind of like that. They seem to find the Achilles' heel in the Caps or the chink in the armor, no matter how good the Capitals are. Yeah, the Penguins can usually find a way to either have a competitive game, even if the competitive, or if, even if the Pens are at the bottom of the standings, and either yeah. win or play them hard in the flyers do that exact same thing to the penguins yeah and they come out and beat them 7-2 tonight and there's just such those emotional games those rivalries you just never know what what the score is going to be
0: yeah so it looks like really the races that are happening are for first and second kind of thing yeah or for fourth you know so so that'll put
1: what yeah doubt or washington back up in first place because they got the dub tonight. Yeah. Against, yep, uh, yeah.
0: So York, it looks so. like they're just tossing back and forth. And so it's I either mean, going to be pens or caps the top of the East. Yeah. Yep. Seems like, and I don't know. I think the Islanders, I think that's one of those divisions where number one it, really it is going to happen, you know, Yeah. number first place. I mean, I don't know. I guess you play Boston. I was gonna say that it's gonna really pay off, but this is one of the divisions where it's probably won't be.
1: I'm honestly yeah, like I would almost rather see the Penguins get that I mean, I would rather see them get that two three matchup against Islanders than go against Boston for a seven game series. That's yeah. That's another team that they typically seem to have struggles with. Yeah. And they're a very physical team. I think Washington matches up well with them. Yeah in that physical realm, especially now they have Chara too, you know, that yeah. helps and Wilson, so that would be yeah. a fun series and to see. I think they'd have the edge, but
0: yeah, and I, I really don't see the Rangers. They've kind of you know lost a few games yeah. and kind of not Just really a little pushed. Bit they didn't too really push late. the needle too much. So yeah,
1: I mean Panarin had a hell of a season in a shortened season. Yeah, it's like I I'm sure the the point per game total is pretty similar with McDavid, but McDavid's played a full season. He's 13 points away from 100 with seven games to go. Who McDavid? Yeah, yeah.
0: So that so I, nuts, I have man. this right here. So I mean, let's jump up to the north. Um, so. McDavid, if it was an eighty-two game season, he's on pace for one hundred and forty-five points,
1: which is just insane. Because what Kucherov had one hundred twenty-eight, I think, two like three years ago, and that was the most since like yeah,
0: it was like ridiculous. ninety something. Yeah, year.
1: like it was like a twenty-year thing. Yeah,
0: and then Matthews is on pace for sixty-six goals in an eighty-two game season. Oh, so man. those two guys up north. I mean, they're definitely like everyone like says, who's gonna be the next Crosby Ovechkin? It looks like it's those guys and they're going to be same division this year.
1: Oh yeah, sorry. Typically, not typically, but right yeah. now in the north. So it's but exciting yeah. to watch this year, this year. But
0: two Canadian players, I mean not well playing for Canadian teams. I mean you got Crosby the Canadian yeah. and like you got Matthews the, yeah. the American. But yeah, it was Crosby the Canadian, Ovechkin the Russian. So you know, I mean Matthews has a lot of more seasons to kind of like keep that up to kind of get to that Ovechkin, you know, level. Mm-hmm. And I think they showed a thing. I think I read a thing today that Crosby and like McDavid at this point in their career, like McDavid only has two more points than what Crosby had Okay, at this point. So, I mean, they're on pace.
1: We'll see then, yeah, what it pans out to be. But
0: It definitely just means that the the league is in good hands. And, you know, I think Crosby and Ovechkin are going to both play for a lot more years and they have a lot more left in the tank. But it just shows there's somebody else to take that you know, mantle.
1: These next generation players, and it's cool to see, yeah. Hopefully, you know, uh, Edmonton can kind of figure out how to keep building the team around these guys because they have that marriage, kind of the dry settle McDavid, kind of like a Taze Kane. Yeah. So it's like if they could get those other pieces.
0: I mean, they have the Marner, with. Matthews kind of yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. So, it's so good. I mean, it, you it had the, the you had the Malkin, Crosby, and you had the Backstrom Ovechkin, so.
1: true. yeah. Usually,
0: you know, every... Every Batman needs a Robin.
1: <laughs> exactly. And it's kind of funny. Sometimes you can, one year the Batman, one year you're the Batman and one year the Robin. Like the next year you're the Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it can yeah. flip flop. Like Malkin and Crosby really traded off But But lot.
0: Crosby, I think, has always been Crosby. Like, he's yes. always been Batman. Crosby is definitely Batman.
1: I mean, yeah. Malkin's <laughs> a
0: little bit bigger, but he's definitely Robin.
1: He's had his, like, Batman seasons where he's like, I don't know, maybe... Co-Batman?
0: Well, maybe no. There there was times when Batman kind of took a backseat to Robin. You know, if you're big into the comics, I mean, there's times when Batman's been a little bit weaker than Robin, and yeah, uh, you know, Robin was really driving the ship, but he's still Batman. I guess I'm not
1: super (laughs) DC
0: comic enough to like. Dude, I got about keep up the three or four hundred Batman comics in the the room. If we want to get into it, (laughs) Batman is what I know. So yeah. Like I said, I, I did stopped going to the comic book store because people were making fun of me because all I read was Batman. So <laughs> bro, you gotta experiment with other magazines. Dude, you don't even read anime? Like
2: <laughs> No, no, just about that DC.
0: <laughs> no, so but I mean also in Toronto, I mean we're over talking Toronto, like what did you think about I don't know if you saw this about Wayne Simmons fighting Edler. I did not Edler see. Edler had zero fights in his, you know, long career. Wayne Simmons has had more than a handful brawler, yeah. And but Edler dirty hit, and so Wayne Simmons, you know, made Stepped a match at the bell. Him. And a lot of people said that you know it was unfair, it was not the code. But I think that is the code that there's nothing that puts you above playing dirty.
1: Yeah, I mean, and if if even if you're not a fighter, if you're going to go out there and make that dirty play, at every hockey player, especially at this level, knows. That there's gonna be you're gonna have to answer the bell yeah, at one that, point, and, whether and even if it's not this game, there's the yeah. next time you play them,
0: and that's what makes it so great. It's not like Edler really was hurt by it; like it was probably more his ego. And I don't think they said the Vancouver Canucks didn't have anything to say about it, good or bad, you know? Yeah, because that's how the the game is. And so I think the, the Edler and the rest of the Canucks respected that. And so that's where I stand too. Is like, hey, it's the game you don't do dirty stuff unless you're willing to back it up. And sometimes you do dirty stuff and it's unintentional, but yeah, you know, that's, that's the name of the game.
1: Yeah. And then you, you still, you know, you got to own it. You got to own it. Whether it was that your intentions going out or yeah. whether it was, and I, you know, I would, I mean, if I'm the coach of Toronto, you know, I'm Pat and Simmons on the back. Yeah, like, this is this, why we hire you. Exactly. You know, this is what you do. I mean, he can, he, he's been in the past too. He's been a player that can put some mad points in the board. But he's also, you know, really important like another important side of his game is that he's gonna make guys he's gonna hold him accountable if he has to. Yeah.
0: And I it's been really frustrating to be a Leafs fan of the last ten years because they have never had someone who really did that. I mean they it's had true. Dion Fen yeah. and stuff that did it. Clarkson was a, you know, a dirty player and I like could drop the mids he's you physical, know, and they yeah. had Clifford here and there, but but no one made everybody pay for, you know. Anything they did. Like, right, and nine Wayne and Simmons nine keeps everybody on that ice honest. So, props to Wayne Simmons. And when they made that, and he, like, they, they signed him first in the offseason, and they gave him a couple million. And then you saw they signed, like, all these other really good guys, like Spetsa, Joe Thornton, you know, Jimmy VC for – like yeah. seven hundred thousand <laughs> like Wayne Simmons yeah, is making the veterans minimum. Like Wayne Simmons is making more than VC, Thornton, and have put together. It
1: just shows you how meaningful that is to have on your team and like that there's yeah. a real value for that. And that's the thing about hockey is it's so funny. And people that don't understand the game, we talk about this, you know, it's yeah. It can look like it's a just a dirty animal thing, you know, when these guys are fighting yeah. and throwing blows, but it's such like there's an actual strategy in need for and value of it in a game. You know, the fight can alter the game. It can change the momentum. And I, I respect like a captain, you know, like, like a Sidney Crosby or something like that when they're not a brawler, but they're like, hey, I'm wearing the C.
0: Yeah.
1: And I got to do something to get my boys back into it. If I got to go drop the gloves for a second, whether I look silly or not, (laughs) I
0: got to get my boys going. Yeah. And I think I've said more nice things about Sidney Crosby on this podcast than I have in the last 10 years. Yeah. We we really got
1: to make sure everybody save this audio. You're never going to hear this much nice Crosby stuff coming out of Nick's mouth. Yeah.
0: But he definitely is a guy who who was there playing for his teammates. And hockey is great in that aspect where everybody really is playing for each other.
1: Yeah. It's, it, you know, yeah, because it takes the whole team, man. It's it's a, one of the sports where you, you can't win with just one or two awesome no, players. No. You can't rely on that.
0: You can't have that LeBron James and, like, not discounting LeBron James and his skills because, obviously, he's he's major right? Of, yeah. you know, he's the master of his craft. But he you can't take Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby and put him on any team and that team become the best team in the NHL.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, look, look at Taylor Hall in Buffalo. You know, I'm you, no, just
0: kidding. No. But you can't put, if you
1: put Connor McDavid
0: in Buffalo right now
1: with the exact same team, I mean, he has Eichel. But, yeah, it's not going to turn the whole organization around.
0: It's not guaranteeing you a cup. It's not guaranteeing you first place. It's not even guaranteeing you a place in the finals, like.
1: Yeah, not even a playoff spot, yeah. And
0: I, and I think it's awesome what LeBron James has done, where, like, he's been in the finals for, like, you know.
1: He was, like, went, like, 10 straight years or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, he hasn't missed many finals. I know he missed last year, I think, but yeah. no, he won last year. It
1: was two years ago he two missed. Two years yeah, ago could, he missed, yeah. I think he got shut down at some point in the season, on the Lakers yeah. were bad, you know, but that was before they made the big.
0: So they were, like, the, they were, like, last in the league, and then yeah. he, they took him to win a championship, so.
1: Because, you know, he did what he did, where he can, you know, he, controls the narrative and speaks to other superstars they're like you want to come be in LA with me right <laughs> and then all of a sudden the next year they're a super team
2: yeah
0: and the NHL you know like sometimes they try and do that where they like but it doesn't really work
1: the salary caps a lot you know is different and the, yeah. the contracts aren't these mega monies mega money contracts but yeah it's it is kind of cool where it is it takes the system the whole team and it takes you have to chess game it yeah you know like you need the players to complement each other and like like when the Penguins won in what 2016 with against the Predators or was that 2017 one of those years? I mean they wouldn't have been there without the Hbk line. Yeah, you know that's not what everybody was going and was highly coveted going in the season. You know, Yeah. Haglin, Kessel,
0: and, and Benino. Ben- yeah, Benino. But
1: they were they were carrying a lot of the load in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, so I think and that's what's fun about the NHL playoffs. And a couple in a couple weeks we'll be talking about a player that has been done nothing all season. Did it became playoff time and they turned it on, yeah. And cool. we're gonna be talking about teams that like, oh, this team's definitely gonna win. You know, are definitely gonna go to the finals and they're gonna get out the first round. Like, mm-hmm. that's what's so fun about the NHL playoffs. And I, I'm kind of bummed they kind of been prolonged an extra week because of COVID delayed games. Yeah. But hey, we gotta do what we gotta do. And I'm here for it. And we're gonna get some playoff hockey here soon. And I'm just so excited.
1: Yeah, I know. There's nothing quite like playoff hockey. And I, <laughs> dude, the home ice atmosphere is just something you know a force to be reckoned with you know i don't yeah
0: yeah and there is fans in the stands this years for most of the teams it's not I'm pretty yeah. sure every team in the u.s now has fans i mean capitals were one of the last teams and they now have fans in the stands so
1: it's not like the full 20k you know bearing down on you but those yeah. four to five thousand whatever their numbers are just like awesome. a little grizzly
0: game like dude when you look around you're like eh, it's empty but like they score it's loud it, it's, it's fun alive. and you're and the the energy's there so
1: I mean, when you're into it too, it's like you can't you can't even control your legs; like it's an instant reflex. You just stand up and you're just arms (laughs) in the air as soon as a goal happens. You know,
0: I love like like thing about hockey that I love is like you can be talking to someone and you're both watching the game out of the corner of your eye, and that goal goes in. Like you both watch the back of the net move, and like before the goal horn even goes on, like you're both tossing your beers in the air, like you're hugging, you know, you're high fiving, and then like you know they you're clapping, cheering, you know, hey, hey. Hey, and yep. you sit down like, so yeah, where were we? Anyways, the stock market. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I love it about hockey. Dude, like, it's so there's fun. nothing more exciting than watching an NHL goal hit the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, I, and
1: that's a great point. I haven't seen a whole lot of those in my, not well, nearly no, no, many like just as many as you, but like, just oh, you mean on, on like TV anything. or in person? Okay, yeah. on TV.
0: Like, that's yeah. why I love watching hockey and like why I got to watch it because it's a game you got to watch, you know. Yeah. Cuz like if you're just casually kind of looking at it here and there, like you just don't get that feeling.
1: You see it all develop, like cuz you just there's those plays where someone makes something out of nothing or there's like a power play where they're just yeah. working it and working it and it's like in the final 3 seconds of that 2 minutes, they get that that what they've been looking for, that look they've been looking for or the garbage goal and you're just like you can't help but just, like, <laughs> get electrified, dude, and just stand yeah. up and scream, man, because, yeah, it's it's awesome to watch it come together.
0: Yeah, and when I, when I used to go to Grizzly Games and, like, I had my spot, it was right on the goal line in okay. the corner because I wanted to be the first person to see that puck crossing the line. <laughs> I'm still kind of that way. Strategic. I really like to sit in the corners because I like to be the first. Like, I like to watch it cross the line because I think there's nothing more exciting than watching that puck cross the line.
1: Their nets are always so tight, too. I think it's, like, Ping, like yeah, bounces yeah out oh, so fast yeah too. it's
0: awesome so yeah I'm super pumped I mean the season is winding down but it's still just as exciting
1: yeah I mean teams are making that push and yeah we got all the
0: races coming down we got mvps coming down to the wire we got Norris coming Norris down the wire down I mean, the we the Vesna got, we got Vesnas maybe next show we can uh do our predictions
1: yeah, who these trophies are gonna go to? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I know they
0: probably won't announce them until after the, you know, but you have got a pretty clear, you know,
1: it gets pretty clear, yeah, who's gonna be in the mix. I mean, they'll and they'll like, what uh, eliminate everybody but the top three. Yeah, and and it'll go from there. But yeah, that will be a lot of fun. Um, and
0: I mean, like you know, Austin Matthews is gonna have the probably the Rocket Richard. He's like nine, I think, ahead of McDavid yeah, right I don't now. Really so. See.
1: Yeah, him catching up on that one. And, and <laughs> yeah,
0: he just scored another one, so he's 10 up. McDavid's right going to
1: win the is it Art Ross. Yeah. Yeah, for most points. Yeah, yeah. definitely
0: run away with that one. Um, the Jennings, I mean, that's based off of numbers, too. The two best goalies probably go to like Grubauer or someone. I don't know. No, Vascolette. No, I don't know. I'd have mm-hmm. to go look at some numbers.
1: Team wise, the, you know, the Presidents is still kind of up in the air. Yeah. You know, there's a f- multiple teams sitting there right around between 70 to 75 points. Yeah. So we'll see. Who, who comes in hot? In the I playoffs. don't know if I
0: want the Presidents Trophy if I'm on an NHL team. I mean, we kind of talked about this last exactly, week. Exactly,
1: doesn't always equal Stanley Cup or you know even a playoff series win. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it it's uh yeah, sometimes trophies can be for you or they can work against you. You know, yeah, you, everybody yeah. has that. You have that target on your back. So teams are playing <laughs> up, you know, giving yeah. you their best.
0: So definitely exciting stuff coming forward. So that's all I got from Mason. You got anything else you wanted to talk about?
1: Nope, just, you know, excited to be here for another day talking about this great sport of hockey with you, Nick.
0: Well, I look forward to it every week, Mason. As do I. Have a good night. You too.